Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, well, well. Sometimes you never know who you may uh, speak to on a random night here at WIP. And it just so happens uh, someone unexpected jumped out on the phone lines. He's our good friend, yours and mine, the overnight host here at 94 WIP for many, many, many years and a very interesting cat. His name, Big Daddy Grant. What's up, Big Daddy? John. 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 I I loved how... We turned that into a real good stick. Yeah. You know, it, well, it was easy to do because, you know, you always said something stupid. You know, so, <laughs> it, so it, it was, you know what, John, I was thinking of you today. Uh, I, I was running through my head of all the things I'm never going to be able to do again uh, since I'm paralyzed. And, uh, you know, we had a great birthday party for me yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I, no one has found Ava since it <laughs> stumbled off drunk in some direction. Uh, it was just an awesome, awesome uh, uh, birthday party. That's great. Uh, but you know what? I it's just there's just so much you can't do when you're paralyzed. Mm-hmm. But the thing I miss the most is running up an escalator <laughs> that's going down. <laughs> John, you are now the official world champion at doing that. That's correct. Uh, For those who don't know, uh, many years ago, I got into a conversation with Big Daddy on the air about a fascination that you always had, uh, dating back as long as you can remember to where if you see an escalator, whether it's at a mall, a department store, you you had the overwhelming urge to go the opposite direction on said escalator. So if it was a down one, you ran up and vice versa. Uh, and I am still uh, dumbfounded by that to this day, how a grown man would be interested in doing such a thing. I'm more interested in seeing the reaction of those around you. So I had my wife film me, actually <laughs> right around the corner from where we used to be. In fact, that theater is now closed. Yeah. Uh, maybe I had something to do with it. Uh, <laughs> but the, 
but the Ritz at the Bourse had a big elevator. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like three stories, like a yeah, okay. casino escalator almost. <laughs> and I filmed me doing it. Did you do it at the same spot? No, no, no. First of all, let's just clarify here. The one that you uh, went up, or was it going down? Either way, uh, it was, uh, was not three stories. It was one at best, and it was the slowest thing I had ever seen in my life. Stop already. Where anyway, I look. did it was at Delaware Park when I was working with Glenn, and that, my friend, was three stories high. Thank you. I need first. Let's get off this because there are so many people. Well, <laughs> well maybe we're enlightening yes. the city right now of a fun thing to do when all these stores reopen and what, mm-hmm. and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh you were talking about Ben Simmons, I heard. I was talking about two players in our city in particular uh, and how with time off you have a chance to reflect and look at things through a new set of eyes. And two highly controversial athletes in this town are Claude Giroux and Ben Simmons. And I had asked the question, Do they are they being treated fairly as athletes in Philadelphia? And, all right, let me jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I don't know. You know, Alan Iverson was controversial because a lot of stuff happened off the court right? with Iverson. I think it would be, and I'm just, you know, Joe Namath was controversial because he had that restaurant that was involved with gamblers and, and all. And I, and I don't think Giroux or Ben Simmons have had any trouble off the ice of the court, right? Right, that's correct. None at all. So I just want to make sure our listeners know that, yeah, there are hot topics to talk about, but purely in a basketball and hockey uh, stance. I can't talk much about hockey, uh, but Ava's fiance, the legendary Bill Matt, yes, uh, he knows hockey as good as anybody. Man, when you hear the numbers, First of all, he's played in about 9,000 straight games. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that alone, uh, I, I would never comment on an athlete who shows up day in and day out in any kind of a negative way. I, but I don't know hockey well enough. Basketball, I think I know a little bit. Well, this is going to be interesting. Ben Simmons then. is such a confusing character to me. Uh he puts up numbers, right? He does put up numbers. He puts up he, his numbers, Big Daddy. The numbers that he puts up, if he averages these numbers his entire career, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, as he is now. But here's my problem with Ben Simmons. Uh, he he just he's a number one draft pick. Uh huh. And I expect, and I'm probably wrong in doing this. Because only a handful of first-round draft picks have ever ended up doing this, but many have. I just don't see him as a guy that when they're down eight with a minute 58 to go is going to be in that huddle and say say to his teammates, climb on my back, boys. (laughs) You're right. coming home. But let me now. Well, let me rebuttal. He has played three seasons. We talk of him as if he's been in the league a decade now. All right, but I'm saying I. All right, so 
there, but the problem is the guy he gets compared to a lot is Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Magic Johnson, from game one, put the team on his back. Yes. He actually jumped in to Kareem's arms when they won their first game. Mm-hmm. And Kareem at that time, although he's a different person today, Kareem at that time was a very stoic kind of aloof guy that nobody could quite figure out. Mm-hmm. And for Magic to jump into his arms was hilarious. But it started a tremendous run of championships. So, it, you know, if that's the guy you compare to, uh, it, and that's wrong. Uh, Way better to do. There we go. You no, know, Magic Johnson, you know, arguably, you can make a case he's the greatest basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. I, I know to me it's LeBron, Will, LeBron, Will, and then Michael Jordan on top of all that. Right? So, so you are building the case right now that Ben has not been treated fairly. Uh, because you're, 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 I, the I automatic comparison is Magic, which – you know, I mean, he didn't say that. Everybody else said I, that. I, I I agree. I agree. I agree. He's he's not being <laughs> treated fairly. Hmm. And uh, one more thing oh. about Ben Simmons, because <laughs> John, I, I I woke up uh, maybe about a week ago. You know, in the middle of the night, I can't get out of bed. Right, mm-hmm. it's all dark, and I woke up and. Sweat was coming down my face. You have no idea what a Brett Brown nightmare is like. <laughs> and, and this was a week ago. And they haven't even played. But I would like to see, I'm not kidding about this, hmm. Ben Simmons with a dominating coach who would go, no, 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 with five minutes left in a game. Uh, you're not letting anyone else bring up the ball. Because Ben Simmons, when have the ball in his hands, is totally useless offense-wise. I know. Offense-wise. Yeah. He, he's still a good defender. But without the ball in his hands, he's totally useless. Yeah, I know. That's ice cubes. You're, uh, that you just heard in the background? <laughs> That's uh, Ava making another drink. Ava. <laughs> Uh, big, um, you know, Big Daddy. I want to ask you something real quick because I've been uh, fortunate enough to fill in for you every Tuesday night, or most Tuesday nights, uh, you know, during this pandemic. And I, I have, hope you're not stealing my material. Oh like no, that. Vince Quinn. No, you better believe I'm stealing your material. I'm doing your segments in, in tribute to Big Daddy, and I've been doing oh one of my favorites, of course, and everybody's favorite is the snack of the night. Now, the reason <laughs> I'm bringing this up. Is because I recently found a gem and have thrown a staple into the trash. So the the staple snack that has always been one of my favorites has been peanut M and M's. And I did, okay. uh, you know, one random week I did that as my snack of the night. And then uh, about a week and a half later, I was rummaging through the supermarket and I'm thinking, I'm like, let me grab a snack for the segment. And I discovered something that I only thought was available in theaters. And shame on me for not knowing this, but I found goobers. And I went on to have that as the next snack of the night. And then I realized that goobers are vastly superior to peanut M&Ms. Big Daddy, your thoughts? I, I, I agree 100%. And I rarely agree with you, but 
Yeah. <laughs> and my best friend, his name is Goober. What? So that helps. <laughs> and get, get this. Goober uh-huh. is a Harvard graduate. Goober. <laughs> Why does he have that name? He had that nickname since like the fourth grade. What did you I do to him? I've known him. Uh, yeah, Goober is retired uh, in a condo overlooking uh, the beach in Naples with the name Goober. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's why I like Goobers the most. I got to tell you about Snack. Every single visitor that comes over, and they're starting to come over a little bit. Mm-hmm. My wife runs that. Like, who can come, who can't come? Sure. With the pandemic and all that. My wife's a nurse. And uh, I'm starting to come over. And I, I, John, my wife won't tell me. What? But I could have gained maybe 30 pounds. Every, everybody's bringing happened. unhealthy snacks over? And I have no willpower. Well, yeah. None. Well, I mean. It's... None. Uh, uh, Armin, uh, uh, Armin Cadillac, really nice people, mm-hmm. uh, sent me these chocolate chip cookies that Ooh. have an entire Oreo cookie in the middle of it. Oh. See, that. I'll see if, I, <laughs> uh, if Ava ever sobers up, maybe I can get her to drive one over to you. So, uh, if uh, I, so, that, let me, so, Big Daddy, when I come to visit you, when the time is all right, what would you suggest I bring then? No, no, don't bring anything. Nothing? Nothing. No, and including books. No. I've got enough <laughs> books to open up a library. Okay? And I'm doing the old trick where, you know, I open up to maybe the middle of the book, read a page, find a little something, and then when I talk to that person nice enough to give me a book, I go, wow, that, that, segment where you know john johnson gets snoot and stands on top of his car oh that was a riot <laughs> it's like cheating in high school wow it is but at least it makes me the the guy who gave me the book feel like i read it so <laughs> it's a win-win Every, oh. everybody's happy what were you talking about right before uh this segment I was the time for me to get off uh, I, I was yelling at baseball players and the owners uh, living in a different reality than the rest of us uh, and how I'm at the point now where I'm almost I could care less if they return right now because they're so detached from reality. Uh, how did you feel about the NBA and the NHL? Well, they have bent to they've already taken the hits and they realize they need to get back on the court and on the ice. So every, my viewpoint of them is way different than Major League Baseball, who and they're using the media as a conduit, you know, to to play sides, and they want the general public to feel bad for them. How on earth could I ever feel bad for them? Uh, it, it, well, you can't feel bad for owners. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're they're making these decisions why they're, you know, getting a sun bath on their yacht, right? You know. I mean, they're all billionaires. You you need to be a bill a billionaire billionaire now to own a sports team. Literally, a billionaire. Yeah. Now, of course, there are people who own teams for years, but you know, I look in fairness to the owners, in fairness to the players. This is all brand new, John. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever had to go through this, and. Are there people making wrong decisions 
Yes. But it's like making a wrong decision when a tidal wave is ready to hit you and you run the wrong way. It's it's hard to do sometimes. I'm not, you know, clearing them in any way. Right. But this pandemic, it's, wow. And every time I turn on the TV to see there's somebody getting ready to come back or somebody announcing mm-hmm. they're not going to come back to the end of this year. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, whoa, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's get off that. What's that? All right. <laughs> Ava's, mis- Ava's mixed a cocktail for me. All right, big, big and daddy. I'm going to him. Yeah, I I appreciate it, man. I, I'm I'm coming by John, one of these days. <clears throat> I'm bringing peanut M and I'm bringing goobers with me. All right, uh, we'll do. And uh, by the way, this is the second time I've been on the air today, so uh, I get overtime pay <laughs> for this appearance. All right, big I'll daddy. Talk to you. I appreciate it, big daddy Graham. How about that? I miss big daddy. Boy, oh boy, the stories I could tell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.